Thank God. As you guys would say, a very warm welcome. Hallelujah. But you know what? Hell is hotter. So, think about that. It's not so bad. Luke's Gospel in chapter 4 this evening. I'm so excited for all that the Lord is uh, doing. Maybe just a little less, uh, either volume or monitor or something. There's monitors on. I don't want to hear myself. Hallelujah. But so excited, just the presence of God this morning. It was like thick, kind of like that chunky peanut butter. God is here all the way there from the prayer meeting into the song service tonight. The Lord God Almighty, He is here tonight to be glorified. That's why we come. We want to give glory to His name, yes, but also that His people would receive help. Oh, thank God for His help. Ace of bass tonight. Almost made me want to grab for a guitar. Slap on. You know, there is one who stays closer than any brother, and his name is Jesus. And God himself, he is not ashamed to call you his son. And there can be seasons, there can be setbacks, there can be all kinds of things in life that can happen to us or through us. But through it all, Jesus wants you to know, brother, he is for you. And sometimes in life, we don't understand what we're going through. That is why we go through them. We don't stay where we are. We don't stay stuck. We go through them. And God has a plan and a purpose very clearly. And I do not say this at all lightly tonight. God has his hands on you, young man. And that means something, that the choices you make, the decisions you make are not just for tomorrow, but for down the road and what God wants to do. Make the right choices and the right decisions and right will always come out right. Oh, I sense the Lord tonight. We're going to, before the air cons fix, I'm going to ask Pastor if he can maybe put some laughing gas in the air vents tomorrow night. We have every reason to have hope tonight. Every reason to have hope. Because hope is that one thing in life that does not disappoint. Life can. People can. But hope never disappoints because our hope, it is set on Him who sits upon the throne. And Isaiah, at a critical time in his life, it says in the year that King Uzziah died, he cared about that king. He was a good king. He was a righteous king. But in the midst of all that tragedy, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and seated upon a throne. Tonight, God is not only seated upon his throne. He is not only high and lifted up. He sees things, young lady, you do not see. We see what's in front of us. He sees 
what's down the road. And what a difference it makes when we say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to hope in you. I'm going to trust in you to work all things good down the road in my life. Does anybody else sense the presence of God tonight or is it me? I'm not wearing a mask. Maybe I should. It's not lack of oxygen. I'm feeling God. I will never forget this last year before it all went crazy and the international travel was down to pretty much nothing. That I had made two back-to-back trips, one to Zambia and got back in about April. But right before that, in February, I went into Tasmania. And on the flight back from Melbourne to L.A., it's about 16 and a half, maybe 17 hours straight shot. And the things are kind of like a little nervous even right there. And the lady on the Qantas flight, I've gotten to know some of them because I usually take the same flight. She said to me, sir, do you have a mask? I said, yeah, I think I do have one up there in the overhead. She goes, could you put it on? You're ugly. And it, it just broke the tension. Tonight, I'm going to believe God to, to break the tension. We're going to have a great night tonight. And I'm telling Pastor Heidi, I know I'm against a tough crowd tonight. You know when there's food waiting. Staring me down. Well, we want to have church tonight, don't we? And James 1, and I'm sure it's about verse number 5, you two right here in the back. God's word says, if any one of us need wisdom, wisdom is not smarts. Wisdom is how do I make things work the first time? And if we need that kind of direction, let them ask of God who does not hold back but gives to all people liberally. There are things in life we face for the first time. Being together as a couple, being parents, providing, protecting. There are many different facets of real life growing up. And as you need direction, God wants you to ask of Him, young man, He'll not hold back. He'll give you that wisdom. He will give you that direction to make sure that in your lives, things are going to work the first time. Not a do-over, not I wished I could, not I should have. God is going to help you guys in a very real and a very powerful way. Thank God. You know, the little bit of traveling that I still do, obviously coming here was by air that I got into a pretty good conversation with the people sitting next to me. You know how it is. You can always tell people that are flying for the first time, they're kind of like panicking. The plane begins to just back out. We're moving! Yeah. yeah. 20 minutes late. And then as the aircraft takes off, you know, sometimes people are gripping the seats. The little arms. I remember a few weeks ago going back to the Bronx. This lady is so panicked, she's gripping my arm, thinking it's the seat. And I mean, it hurt. And after you hit the 10,000, beak, the little ding goes off, that the people come out and start peddling their soft drinks. And then I watch people think, well, if they're going to give me a Pepsi, I guess I'm not going to die yet. And then usually as people are having their soft drinks, 
the conversation, so, where are you going? What do you do? And I always love it. You know, what do you do? Well, I'm a doctor of really smart stuff. Wow. And I'm the head CEO of my banking system. I've reached the top of my class as the girl in my class. And I'm just sitting there smiling. And they say, so what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. Oh. I said, actually, I'm an evangelist. Oh. Because I know where their mind is going. And then as the conversation begins to go on, I'm able to give testimonies of real things that God has done for real people in real need. Whether while we were living in Prescott, whether we were pioneering and pastoring in West Seattle, whether it was the 11 years we spent in Central Africa, and they say, man, that that sounds so different than, than the church I went to, what I'm used to. What is the difference? I said, it's very clear. The difference, it's called anointing. Tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ steps into the synagogue. It's not his first time being in one, but it is his first time to give a public message. And as he steps up, they hand him a scroll. And if you're one of those that believe anything different, you're peculiar. He did not just happen to turn to the prophecy of Isaiah 61. He didn't have to read it. He wrote it. He's God, remember? But he's letting people then know why I came to this earth. What is God's purpose for people? What does he want? What does he have for me? And tonight I want to spend just a few minutes before we pray. And I'm telling you tonight, God is going to forgive to the uttermost. Some of you tonight that aren't honestly right with God, He is going to lift a weight off of you. God tonight is going to heal long-term medical conditions. He is going to set people free from mind assaults, attitudes, even habits tonight. And God, by His great grace and favor, is going to baptize people in the Holy Ghost. I want to look tonight for a few minutes the difference it makes. Out of Luke chapter 4, one verse, here at verse number 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Now listen. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he said to them, Today, 
This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What difference does it make? Tonight he's looking first here as he's preaching healing for our bodies. You need to clarify something tonight in your heart, in your mind, in your doctrine. And that is this tonight. Healing, it is a very, very important part of the will of God. So many times as I talk to people and focus, what is God's will? What does God have for me? Because tonight as we saw the Lord speak to one of our sisters this morning here at this altar. Once you know what God's will is, it gives you a confidence. 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything to His will, according to His will, He hears us. See, our difficulty here in 2021, it's wrestling through, isn't it? It's really understanding certain things about God's will. Some people, I didn't say you, I know I'm back in Oregon. Some people, they have a misunderstanding concerning God's will concerning healing. I know for me, growing up in Ohio, don't hold it against me, Ohio is a great place to be from. Get it? From? And the churches that I grew up in, my family always went to church. My father taught Sunday school to teenagers. It was not an issue. But the churches that I grew up in, many times they actually would teach people that it's not always God's will to heal. So what I found when I went to Prescott, Arizona in 1982, I had to literally unlearn some things. One of them was concerning healing. Now bear with me. That we should just accept somehow sickness or pain as some kind of gift from God. <laughs> if that were true, why not ask for more pain? Why not ask for more sickness? Does it make sense, does it? I remember a long time ago flying, and they used to have in some airports, these kind of borrow a book and leave a book. And I, you know, read those days it was pretty much all paper books. And I remember reading a good book for the most part on heaven. And as I read a part of this, it really disturbed me. So when I got back to Prescott at that time, a friend, Paul Reidenauer, was still alive. He was a paraplegic that was showing off for some girls at the Salt River one day many years ago. And he jumped into the water and he broke his neck and he was paralyzed for years and years. And I'm saying, you know, Paul, I read this book from Johnny Erickson Tata. And there's a part of that that really bothered me. He goes, wait, wait, wait. Is that that part that she's saying that somehow through that all God is trying to teach her something? I go, yeah, I just, he goes, yeah, God was trying to teach me something too. I go, what? He goes, don't dive into too shallow of water. 
You know, if you have this idea that because you didn't read 37 chapters today, I didn't read 37 chapters, and here's God, you didn't read 30, here's some bronchitis. <laughs> you have a wrong view of God. The other part sometimes it has to be unlearned. Well, I know God could heal if he wants to. What does that mean we have to catch him on a good day? What kind of mood is he in tonight? I mean, I know he used to, but not, you know, I'm going through this to teach me, to humble me. That's weird. God used to heal, but he no longer does. I mean, this is 2021. <laughs> really? Then why did Jesus Christ take all 39 stripes at the whipping post? For the Bible to tell us, by his stripes, we are healed. That power is limitless. That blood of Jesus is timeless tonight to forgive, to heal, to deliver. Can I get a witness? And it lets us know that this was a priority in the mission. This was a priority in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 14 and 14, it says, And Jesus went forth, and he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion towards them. And he healed their sick. You know, living all those years in Africa, I met a lot of good, well-meaning people. You know, these groups, NGOs. You know, compassion this, the fashion of compassion that, you know. But you see, compassion is not just feeling sorry for somebody. Compassion sees a need and does something about it. That's the God that we serve. He had compassion. He saw the needs and he healed them. And let's be honest tonight. Let's be fair. Every single time a need was brought to Jesus, every time he was aware, he never left them the same. We're not talking about him walking by and somebody across the park. That's not fair. Every time someone came into the presence of Jesus or asked him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Lord, if you are willing, you can fix this. Every single time the need was met. He never left anyone sick. You know, the problem is sometimes we've seen the movies. Well, can I tell you, the book is better. I remember showing a film about the birth of Jesus. I forget what it was called. It doesn't matter. And you know, the, there's a part in the movie, you know, Jesus has passed through this one city and the people are coming through it. Hey, has Jesus been through here? And there's this precious crippled girl sitting by the well. Yes, Jesus was here. Well, why did he leave you this way? Oh, the Lord Jesus left me this way so I would encourage others. I wasn't very encouraged. And neither were the people in Zambia. Tonight, you need to understand God cares if you're in pain. God cares if you're sick. 
God cares if your mind tonight, your relationships are being tormented. And that brings us to our point here tonight. What difference does it make everything? Because he says he came to heal the brokenhearted. You know, I wish to God I could tell you something different, but as I promised this morning, I'm going to tell you the truth. Sometimes one of the very real parts about life is the pain that life can bring. We don't want it. We don't ask for it. If you're normal, we don't appreciate it. Because sometimes there could be circumstances, huh? They do affect us. Sometimes tragedies, certain things, these could be as simple as some setback. They can be some kind of a disappointment where things didn't maybe work out the way we thought, whether business, a relationship, whatever it is. Rejection in life happens. That someone, somewhere, made it very clear you were not appreciated. You were not wanted. You're not like them. You're not like them. You don't fit here. Dare we mention abandonment or betrayal? I know because I lost my pastor and one of my best friends, Glenn Cluck, recently one of my best friends, Ron Bannett. I know there's some here. The death of a loved one. Listen, I learned very quickly. I understand that the death of a Christian, it's not goodbye. It's till we meet again. We know that. But it still hurts, doesn't it? And we still miss them. And here Jesus makes us a promise that the anointing, the difference it makes, he says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. No doctor can diagnose this. Some meter, you come into church, here's Pastor Napier, uh, come on by, whoop, 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 okay, okay. Next, whoop, 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 okay. You come in, whoop, 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 oh. Little broken in the heart there, are we? No. There is no real diagnosis, but I can tell you there are symptoms. Because the Bible talks about the pain and the damage that can happen in our hearts. It's called our emotions. Hallelujah. When someone is going through a time of brokenheartedness, things don't function well. When something is broken, it needs fixed. Proverbs 15 and 13, it says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. I'm talking about some personal wounding. Oh, we smile, we get through it, we get over it. But tonight, God wants to heal it. Sometimes we go through things. We don't understand, why do I feel this way? I'm forgiven. I'm a Christian. What's going on? You can be saved and still have the effects of a broken heart. Because we're still living in the real world. 
Come on, class. When something is wounded, it's not well on the inside. Again, Proverbs 17 and 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit robs a person's strength. That sometimes, I, I don't know, man, if I can go on. I don't know, I'm going through what's right, I just... No, I think brokenheartedness has robbed some people's strength tonight. The effects, one of them is sorrow. I don't know why we say in America, you know, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. But I'll say it, I'm sorry. But you know what? One of the absolute pictures, one of the absolute definitions of being a Christian, it's joy. Yes, it is. Joy. Where people might wonder, what are you on? Why are you always smiling? Didn't I hear your cat or your dog died? Yeah. How could you smile? I'm just thinking about all the money I saved on dog food. Now, I'm only making it up, but you know what I'm saying? As bad as it is, you have no idea how bad it could have been had God not stepped in to help you and me. All righty. Proverbs 18 and 14. Amazing. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit no one can bear. Hallelujah. Jesus announces his purpose in public. Here it is. He comes into the synagogue and the attendant hands him the scroll. It is not like he's looking. Let me see. Oh, The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He didn't have to read it. He wrote it. And he is quoting a prophecy of Isaiah 61. This is why God my Father sent me. This is my will. This is my purpose. Yes, healing. Physically. But some of the things I'm seeing, this post-COVID stuff, it's people with broken hearts. See, those of us that would know the story as Jesus is dying on the cross. The Romans were notorious in crucifixions. This happened to be on a Sabbath. They wanted to go, no doubt, to a pub. And so it appeared that Jesus had died. They broke the legs of the other two, sold, the other two prisoners. They broke their legs so they no longer could push up, that they would suffocate. I mean, horrible. And as they looked, it looked like Jesus was already dead. But John tells it because John was there. 
John saw, John heard. And in John 19 and 34, it says one of the soldiers came and pierced his side with a spear and blood, of course. But blood and water came out. I've talked to many doctors, many specialists on many flights. And they tell me, I don't know about all that. But that is a very real condition that a person could go through such trauma that the cardia, the area around their heart could fill with fluids. What are you saying tonight? Thanks for asking. I'll tell you. Jesus, our Christ, he bore a broken heart so that you and I don't have to. And quickly, the last, because I'm doing this in order of the scripture. He also says, what difference does it make? He says there is deliverance for the captives. You know, a person that's a captive is someone that's held somehow against their will. I observe people. I watch people. People are my life. I care. And what I find more and more, there's a reason why people do what they do. There's a reason why some people drink, why some do blunts. There's a reason why some gamble or look at pornography. They're looking for something. Something is missing on the inside. Nobody ever wakes up, hey, I think I'll throw my whole life away today on gambling. No. But no matter how your story may roll, a common description of people in the Bible, it says we can become captives. We didn't want something to go a certain way. We didn't think it would end the way it is. But Jesus says, I've come to set those free. He is describing, yes, obviously the effects of sin. Sometimes we become prisoners of our own selves, don't we? I know. Some of you tonight, you've put up those walls. Oh, no. No. Hurt me once, shame on you. Hurt me twice, shame on me. And some of you tonight, you've put up these walls. You don't want to get hurt again. And I understand that. But what you need to understand, those walls that you allowed to be put up to protect you, now they're holding you prisoner. You need to learn to trust. We need to be willing that God knows what He's doing. That we can come to a place like on this Sunday night. God, I don't know what's going on. But I can guarantee you right now, God is not twiddling his thumbs on the throne. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Who won the election? What? What's going? God never one time skips a beat. And yet so many good people good people can be sitting in church free in their salvation but prisoners in their mind 
prisoners in their attitude. You know, sometimes it's not just teenagers. The one thing about this whole mass thing, I've learned to read people's eyes. And it's not just teenagers. Some grown-ups do the eye-rolling thing. God wants to help you. God's here tonight to really set you free. Maybe tonight you need God to bring a healing in your attitude. Cynical, critical. Allowing this world to form and fashion your values, your views, instead of the other way around. Exodus 20 and verse 5, he says, For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation. I understand that. But I have been told so many times in our nation, in Zambia as a nation, in many places I travel, well, you just don't know, preacher. There's certain things going on in my life. This issue, this sickness, it took my grandfather. I want you to know right now, this affected my mother. And I I guess I'm next. No. No. Even if something runs through your family, Let it keep running. It doesn't have to stay with you. Tonight, what difference does it make? Oh, everything. That no matter what you've done, no matter what the experts, the doctors have told you, No matter all the things going on in your mind, you're wanting to believe this. You're stretching tonight to hold on to this. I am telling you tonight, whomever the Son sets free is free indeed. In your soul, in your body, in your mind. Tonight, Jesus, He gives us this same power. Luke 4.32, they were astonished at his doctrine for his word had authority. The psalmist said it well. Psalms 34 and 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. And tonight, the promise of Jesus Christ, the same anointing that He had, that anointing is here tonight. Greater things than these shall you see if you only believe. I believe tonight. Can you? Can you go beyond that failure? Can you go beyond that sin? Tonight, can you go beyond that hurt, that crushing, that brokenness of your heart? Can you go beyond that bondage, that habit, that mindset? Because God is here tonight 
Well, what difference does the anointing make? Everything. And His anointing is here tonight for you. Let's bow our heads, please, and close our eyes. In this place, if you are a Christian, please begin to softly pray to be in agreement with Pastor and Heidi, myself, and others. You know, there really is, in all honesty, no human way that I myself, especially as a visiting evangelist, there's really no way that anyone around you, your best friend, your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your mama, your dad, no one in this life could truly know what it is going on inside of you right now. Except one. Your answer in this place tonight is not some pill, it's not a puff, it's not a pint, it's not a pixel. Your answer tonight is a person, and his name is Jesus. And what I love about the gospel so much is that here tonight, there's not one of us better. There's none of us worse. We all need forgiveness. We all need a Savior. And tonight, before we pray together and believe God for long-term conditions, setbacks, needs tonight are going to be met. Anyone that would know a little bit about my wife, Jeannie, years ago before we moved to Africa, she was healed completely of inoperable uterine cancer. And then while living in Zambia, she was absolutely healed from cerebral malaria. This is a bad one. 80 some percent never come back from brain malaria. Well, I talked to her tonight. About three weeks ago, I got an email, the ninth person, the ninth person I personally have prayed for and were absolutely healed of HIV AIDS. See, these are real, these are powerful, these are people. But you see tonight, the greatest miracles, none of those things, the greatest miracles called salvation, forgiveness, that no matter what you've done, if you're wanting to turn the page, if you're wanting a brand new start, you can have one. Because real forgiveness, real salvation, it's not some random chance. It's a choice. And tonight in this place, maybe you want to start fresh. Maybe you want to have a reference point. You know, this is not the way I want my story to roll. I don't want things to keep going the way they're going. I want to see a change. Tonight you can have that. And this evening to keep you in prayer, you want to be forgiven. Tonight, maybe you need to rededicate your life to Jesus. Maybe some of these things mentioned, disappointment, heartbreak, habit, any number of things have blown you off course. The good news is if you've been going the wrong direction, all you have to do is turn around. Prodigal, tonight's the night to come home. And this evening in this service, God is moving on your heart right now. You want to be forgiven. Tonight in this service, you want to rededicate, as it were, your life to Jesus to get some of those things fixed tonight, right where you are and just as you are to keep you in prayer. You want that forgiveness. 
Would you lift up your hand just quickly one time? Put it right back down in Jesus' name. Backslider. Well, I, I, I'm not really sure. No, you need to be sure about this one. We're not asking you to join the church, change the way you part your hair. This is a change from the inside out. You want to change, don't you? You want to see another. Tonight's the night. Anyone not saved, not right with God, slip your hand right up, quick. Put it right back down. God is all over you tonight. He's got answers with your name on it. Thank you, Jesus. Then this evening in this service, we did not paint ourselves into a corner. What is so amazing about Luke's rendition, Luke was a doctor, Luke was a physician. You know, these people are very detail-oriented. And after Jesus read the scripture, he handed the book back to the attendant, and then he sat down. And the Bible says the eyes of everyone was fixed on Jesus because they knew class was not dismissed. This was not just information. And as they all put their eyes on Jesus, he said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That means tonight, if the need is not immediately salvation, maybe tonight in this place, you've been going through some long-term pain, some kind of injury. You need nothing less than a physical healing tonight. God is here, but every bit is important to God. Some of you here tonight, you've got a broken heart. Something inside of you is not working properly. This could be rejection. This could be disappointment. This could be any number of things. It is no one's business but yours and God's. And certainly, with so many people, there are some here tonight, you need a breakthrough. Either a mindset or a habit, you are not having dominion. You are not seeing a lasting breakthrough on your own. Well, you never were supposed to do it on your own. That's what Jesus came to do. To forgive, to heal, to set people free. And I'm not expecting, of course, everyone to stampede to this altar. But tonight, what difference does it make? It makes all the difference in your life, in this world, if you'll activate that. So tonight in this service, I want to ask us if we could stand. And maybe the Lord is prompting you tonight for that healing. I want you to come, stand. Maybe tonight I'm not trying to bring up painful memories, but the, a brokenness in your spirit. I want you to come and stand. Maybe tonight there really is a need for some kind of personal deliverance. We're not going to ask you questions. Is it nose candy or is it sprinkles on Pop-Tarts? It's nobody's business. You see, tonight, not every addiction has to be nose candy. It can be jealousy. It can be unrelenting anger. I'm telling you, God tonight wants to set some people free. And to me personally, it is an absolute irresponsible waste of your time to come and leave the same way you came. We're here tonight. Let's make it count, right? Let's make it count tonight. Let's understand that personally, God not only knows what we're going through, He has an answer. 
And that answer is so much a person. And he sees beyond the right now. He sees all of our tomorrows. I'm so grateful he sees my yesterdays. But more important for me, he sees my tomorrows. And if you have honestly trusted Jesus, and I believe you have, you've honestly trusted him to forgive your yesterdays. We can trust him, can't we, for our tomorrows. But it begins today, begins tonight, to roll some things over to God, because he's gonna do it for us. Oh, I sense such a grace of God's presence. See, grace is not some ooey-gooey, sticky-wicky thing. Grace is powerful. Grace brings with it a power to overcome. And in Jesus Christ, he says we're made to be more than conquerors. Just to conquer means we win. We're not talking about Batman or the fat man. We're talking about God Almighty in the flesh. And he tonight wants to set some things that are wrong to be right in your mind and in your spirit. Other people cannot define who you and I are. God does. And tonight, he wants to do something so very real. Are you at peace with God tonight? You love Jesus? He loves you. Stop beating yourself up for what you think is not happening. You understand and trust what God is doing. He's faithful. Goodness, I'm going to need a stepladder to pray for you. You're as tall as my brothers were. You're about 6'5"? Yeah, so we're both my brothers. Always looking down on me. But you know, not everything in life is funny. Because God Almighty, He is the one that lets us know there is right now, young man, right now, no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Guilt, it is a wicked motivator. It will not carry you far down the road. And tonight, God wants to do so much more than just deliver you from guilt and shame. He wants to give you strength and power. He knows you want to overcome. He knows you want to pass through. And I promise you tonight, my brother, I promise you tonight, my friend, things are going to be different this time. God's going to help you. God's going to be there for you like no one else has ever been. He is faithful and true. And you know what? He's no respecter of persons. He loves me every bit as much as he loves you. And you can count on him tonight to meet the need. Just sense the Lord tonight. God's walking right now through this place. He's sending angels. I pray, God, send ministering angels to walk up and down these aisles. But God does far more than just getting a word. He's healing people right now. It says in our scripture, he sent his word 
and he healed them. Tonight in the service, there are at least three precious people, and I know I'm in Oregon, I know I'm back in America, we don't like the word problem, so we'll call it tonight opportunity. There are at least three people here tonight with the opportunity. You have a very real need, either in your stomach itself or your digestive system. It's either very painful sometimes, it might be an ulcer, it might be something, even sometimes either things you eat do not digest well, and sometimes like this burning begins to come up and cause you some very real discomfort. God is here. Who are those people tonight that need a miracle in your digestion? Yes, amen, amen. You know, God is like really good, and he's also very smart. He knows what he's doing. And there are also probably about seven people right now in the service. I don't mean those that might be listening later on. That's fine. But you're here tonight right now in this service. And you have some kind of either a stiffness or some kind of a pain that goes down from your neck down into your shoulder and sometimes even erupting into your back. It could be an injury, something you've done around the home, something at work. And tonight God is here. He wants to release a healing miracle. You've been in pain either in your neck, down into your back there. One of you ladies here tonight, it's like a shooting pain going down sometimes through your thigh. God is here tonight. He wants to release a healing. Now bear with me, we're going someplace good. Not every day, not all day. But there are three ladies and two gentlemen here tonight that sometimes it's like this, almost like a pulsating begins to come and it begins to move around and it causes you to have these kind of headaches. They might call them migraines. I don't know what it's called, but it's absolutely painful. And tonight, God wants to set you free. Who are those here tonight that have these kind of headaches, these kind of things sometimes come upon you? You can just call it seasonal all you want to. Well, that's just that time of year or allergy. I don't buy that. God can set us free because He's faithful. And right now in this place, it's either like a ringing or a buzzing in one or both of your ears tonight. And you need God to do a miracle in your body You've got like a ringing or a buzzing in one or both of your ears tonight. God wants to set you free. Who is that person here tonight? This is not like guess my illness. This one is for reals as well. The little bit of traveling I do, if I don't get somewhat, some normal sleep, I can get even more peculiar, if you can imagine that. There are over 15 people here right now. You not only don't sleep well, many times when you wake up, you are more tired than when you go to sleep. That is absolutely not okay. Who are those tonight that need a miracle in your sleep? I'm telling you, God is faithful to help us. And how many believe the Lord tonight? I'm telling you, God is here. He is real. He is moving. He is speaking. He wants to do things that no one else can do. And there are things in life we can all go through. But what a difference it is to know that you've never walked those pathways alone. 
that God was not just some kind of impartial spectator looking over your shoulder. He saw the broken heart of that little girl. He saw the thing. And you need to understand that sometimes that rejection can get on of us and say, what's wrong with me? Listen, there's something wrong with all of us. That's why we're here. But tonight, God wants to set you free from the inside out. Look at me. God is faithful to cause your heart to trust once again. And all the things you're so afraid of happening, they're not going to happen to you. Don't waste today worrying about tomorrow. You give it over to God. Let's give our Father some praise tonight as we ask Him to help us. Father, thank you so much. Father, we thank you, Lord God, so much. God, your goodness, your kindness. Father, your faithfulness. Tonight, right now, before we set our hearts to pray and run across to the park. Some things we never ask for in life is... What family to be born into? There's been times you thought, and it's not a bad thing, but there's been times you thought, God, God, why couldn't I have been born to a normal family? Whatever normal is. But God wants to stress something very real tonight. You will never have regrets. God will not pass you by. God will not ever leave you without what really is the necessity of life. It is not easy to grow up living your life in a fishbowl, is it? With everybody always watching every move you make. But God tonight wants to very much encourage and refresh and stress something very real in your spirit. You will never regret the decisions you've made to get behind what God's doing in your mom and your dad because God will honor and God will bless and God will cause His perfect will to be established in your heart in these days. Let's give our Lord tonight again some praise. Father, thank you. Thank you, Almighty God, so much. Father, your presence and your power and dominion God, we give you the praise, all the glory. I'm going to ask us tonight as family if we could pray. And maybe this evening your need tonight, your issue, your opportunities, not your stomach or your neck, but this evening maybe it is just an issue of trust or attitude. Prayer will not hurt you. So pray with us tonight. Let's see what God can do. Some real testimonies of long-term heart conditions. These things that kind of, not a panic attack, but just this thing begins to sometimes palpitate and cause fear. God's going to set some people free from nightmares and you're going to sleep very well. So we're believing God to give some testimonies to our pastor what God's done tonight. Pray with me right where you're standing tonight and say, My Father in heaven... Tonight I know you are my Savior, you are my healer, and my deliverer. This is more than just a song that we sing. It is my portion and my heritage in you as your child. I take dominion over every lie, every assault 
against my mind, my attitude, and my heart. I am asking you to release tonight supernatural healing in my physical body. I break the power of all pain, inflammation, infections, and bodily needs. Tonight, I believe you to give a breakthrough in my mind. Quench these fiery darts that assault my mind. And tonight, I am asking you to grant restful sleep, breaking the power of worry and nightmares. Father, I thank you for your anointing, breaking powers in my life. Thank you this evening for all you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's give our God some praise as our pastor would come this evening. Father in heaven, we do thank you so much. Wonderful Savior. For yea, the Lord your God would say to you this night, my child, even when you were down and despaired, was I not there to lift you up, saith the Lord. And in these days, as you would open up your heart unto me and cry out to me as you have this night in an honesty of heart, Yes, I will be found of you to be faithful, and I will help you, saith the Lord. Do not look to this world that you live in, but keep your eyes fixed on me. For my name shall be glorified. My name shall be made great in the world today. And I shall move in your behalf. I shall cause your needs to be fully met through the finished work of my Son on the cross. But do not look at what's going on right now, but look to me, for I am the Lord God, I am, and I shall be with you to help you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight, Master. Lord, mighty God, let it to be so in these. We praise we exalt your name tonight. Oh, mighty God, let your mercy flow. Power and strength and might and dominion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Wonderful presence of God this evening. Who needs burgers? We can just stay right here. <laughs> okay, we'll go get burgers. Don't look sad. Amen. Thank God for it. Praise God. If you have a testimony, let me know. Let me know. Let us know as soon as you can. Text me, call me, talk to me. Let's believe God. Amen. This is just the beginning. We have four more nights. Come on out. Commit to it. I tell you, these things build. God does a work in our lives. Amen. What is more important than what God is doing in your life right now? And you can answer that one. What's more important than what God's doing in your life? Hallelujah. This could change your life forever. Amen. Let's dismiss this evening as we bow our heads tonight. Phil, can you close us in prayer? Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for the power of your word, God, the power of your spirit tonight. Let us go in victory, God. Lord, mindful, God, of, of our healings, all you've done. Yes. God, lay claim to them, God. We thank you for all you've done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you tonight. Amen.